Welcome to Paul Mort Talk Shit. Curious fellow, but I like him. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. He's a shady character. What's his name? Two podcasts in two weeks. What is going on today, everyone? Uh, I I feel like a children's presenter there. Today we're talking shit with my man, Mr. Robert Blackburn. Hopefully we're not talking shit. (laughs) Well, we'll be talking a little bit of shit. So Rob, the reason I asked Rob on was because last week's podcast we did um, with um, my hero. (laughs) You love that. Mr. Luke 09. And Rob was in the room. Rob actually organized it. And um, you might have heard a ghost in the background. That was Rob. And I thought, you know what? Rob's a smart guy. Knows a lot of shit. Can add a lot of value to the uh, podcast, so we're on. I'm excited, mate. You should be excited. It's a nice turnaround. I don't know if you remember, years ago, we had a podcast. Me and Ed had a podcast. It's nice. You're interviewing me. I interviewed you. Fuck off. Yeah, it was probably eight years ago. It's called Sex, Chips and Rock and Roll. It's a nice nice 2000 and... Oh, God, no, it was years ago. 14 or 15. Oh, mate, I can't remember anything because I was rock bottom then. Rock bottom around that time. Where was I living? Here? I would have probably just moved back home, which means I would have been working through some shit then. Mm. Yeah. And that's mad that I can't remember it. That's wild. So, Rob, speaking of rock bottom, so Rob's in, Rob's been unstoppable for ages. What made you join Unstoppable? Because you're a smart fucking guy. You know a lot of shit. What made you jump into the game? I've known you for years. Mm-hmm. Trust you. Mm-hmm. I've been through your first thing. The email. Bottom, bottom in a muscle inner circle. Oh, the newsletter. Inner circle, yeah. So Shit. It's, it's a weird one. So I listened to you, how the things turn around, like yeah. how things come. So it was listening to you on Ben Coomer. Oh, shit. Do you know what I love about stories like this, Rob? What you're talking about here is a lot of guys, a lot of guys and, and girls have came towards me like in the last few years, but you've actually seen where I was yeah. when I was doing well where I was when I ran rock bottom and then coming out on the other side of it. So, I mean, I'm, I appreciate that for a start. Yeah, so that's mad. Now I'm friends with Ben. I'm friends with you. It's, yeah. it's how the world goes round. It, it is just, mad. just shows that I related to you. Why am I in here? Because I see you you and me. Yeah. The same kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, you don't talk no shit. I don't yeah. talk no shit. Yeah. He tells you how it is. Yeah. I like to be told how it is. Yeah. Mine's not for the mindset stuff. It's the, the business. Yeah. The accountability business. Yeah. Being a business owner. Yeah. If and real business own. shit as well, isn't it? Yeah, if you're not yeah. held accountable, yeah, you don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah, truth. I get it, I get it. So, Rob, I know you've had some challenges recently. Mm-hmm. You've had some challenges over the last few years. Yeah, yeah. Um, you right now, what are you doing? What's your thing? So, it's in the game academy is the big one. Mm-hmm. So, me and Luke, mm-hmm. we realised that there's a problem. There's a problem in football, but most people don't address it, and it's the Players that come out, at, for me, I have the pro players, 27, 28, 29, 30s. Yeah. Because they've lived their whole life in fear. And it's, and you've got them at all levels, right, as well. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, well, you've got to hit the, the root of the problem because mm-hmm. the facts are one in 200 will make it as a pro. One mm-hmm. in 4,500 will make it into the Premier League. There's more chance of being hit by a meteorite and the failure rate's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then these players are all identifying as a footballer, but most of them aren't going to make it. So if the shit does hit the fan, which 
mm-hmm. more than likely it will. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a fine balancing act because as a young footballer, you've got to believe you're going to make it. Mm-hmm. But the reality is you probably won't. Yeah. That's the reality. Yeah. So it's a really hard balancing act. So we, if we can give them the tools, so if me and Luke can give them the tools beforehand, like Luke said on the podcast, if we can help them deal with the test first. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> give them, let them, because the test is going to come. Mm-hmm. Like the younger players, mm-hmm. they don't realise, like I did when I was, I went through Chelsea, younger, massive ego. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like when, you, when you're talking about there's a problem in football, what is the problem? No one knows they've got a problem. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. And how did you stumble across this then? You just, because you just said it there and I was like, shit, we've got to jump on that. Like, how did you stumble? Like, how did you figure out there's this problem? It's a weird journey. So my journey from being a personal trainer, mm-hmm. it was always studying mindset and then yeah. nutrition. Then yeah. Did a bit of functional medicine. Then yeah. it was NLP, CBT. So as you go through it, I was always looking Functional at- medicine, is that like, Drug dealers. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> nearly, nearly. I'm joking. Yeah, so my journey's been really weird. And I didn't go into football by, oh, I want to help footballers. It yeah. was, I knew a lot of footballers. Because that mates, was your background, right? My background, my my mate, the one who passed from motor neuron disease. Yeah. He was 10 years older than me. All his friends were professional footballers. Yeah. So I was spending all my time with them. Yeah. And then he went into a football club. So he became a manager, yeah. assistant manager at Wickham. Yeah. And leads, to be fair. Yeah. And then they go, I need to get I need to get you in somehow. So yeah. like covertly get me in as a So it's been therapist. like do you know what it's been I like mean, for you, Rob, then is is it's kinda like my career is I've stumbled into yeah, it. Stumbled into like it, there yeah. was no plan to do what I'm doing. There no. was no I wouldn't even say there was a desire to do what I'm doing. I was just like, Oh shit, there's a problem here. Mm. People are asking me to help them solve it. Maybe I'm onto something. Actually I enjoy helping them solve it and I'm fucking good at helping them solve it. So that's kinda what happens for you. Yeah, so it's what happened for you, right? Working for Wickham Wanderers yep. in Wickham, the players would just gravitate towards me because I've yeah. still played football. Most, if you're a staff member, yeah. you haven't a lot of time. You haven't played football. Yeah, the language, there's a the language people use. They're trying to be professional. Yeah. Whereas I'd come in and be like talking about my weekends. Yeah. Using using the C bomb, the F word, and yeah. they're like, "He means cunt and fuck." Yes. <laughs> And yeah, that's exactly the words. And then they'd go, oh, you're, dif- you're different. Yeah. You're like me. And if I've got a problem, do you know what's going to happen? And then so you're more relatable. More relatable. relatable. Yeah. And then players would just start coming to me and asking me for advice. And then as I was doing that, I was like, there's a big problem. And here's, here's the maddest story. Watching Sunderland Till I Die. <laughs> Watching Sunderland Till I Die. People, like people say to me, if you watch that, I was like, it was bad <laughs> enough fucking the first time around. I don't want to yeah. see that again. I don't want to live that experience again. And then Jen went, if you watched it, you could see, you could see them all struggling, all struggling with the pressure. Mm-hmm. Things are going wrong in Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Down in the city centre, they're getting shit. Mm-hmm. She's like, you need to help. You need to help these people. No. You need to help these people. And is that, to, is that how you met Luke? Is that how you, was that, or was that a Wickham? No, so how I met Luke was Wickham Wanderers. Mm-hmm. He used to be at Wickham. Mm-hmm. And then one of my really good mates, one of the first persons that I started helping was called Matt Bloomfield, mm-hmm. who's now Wickham's manager. Mm-hmm. So he's around about story. Yeah. And then I started the podcast. So it was like, right, I need to help more people. How do I do it? So yeah. these players I've been helping, then I kind of reverse engineered the process, it would be yeah. like, right, I'm going to help five players 
for nothing mm-hmm. and I'm going to get them a result. And after I've helped them, I'm going to get them on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make my authority go up so yep. they hear of me. Yep. And then Matt said, you need to get Luke. You need to get Luke on the podcast. Mm-hmm. He's brilliant. His mindset's ridiculous. You need to... And he's a talker. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> need to get hold of him. You need to, you, need to, you need to get hold of him. He'd be brilliant. He'd be really good. be really good. And, and he'd gone to Sunderland at that point. He'd gone to Sunderland yes. at that point. It wasn't too long in his Sunderland career. Yeah. But well, he didn't and, have an amazing start, did he? No, and him and Blooms used to clash heads. So in training, they used yeah. to be... Because Blooms was the fittest. Mm-hmm. Then Luke come in. Mm-hmm. And then they oh, was in the same okay. position. So the co- there was a lot of com- co- competition. They smashed each other in training, yeah. yeah. But then because they realised they were pretty similar and then yeah. got on really well. Yeah. So he was like, so I was messaging Luke, he gave me his number. Mm-hmm. I'm messaging him and he's ignoring me. And I'm like, I was just messaging him, stop ignoring me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting you on the podcast. Yeah. And then before we come on the podcast, I did a training I did a, a web. I did a webinar, masterclass mm-hmm. for pros. Yeah, loads of pros come on it, and Luke come on it. Mm-hmm. And because he's so into learning, after he had done that, he just literally started bombarding me with messages. Yeah, really. Yeah, and then by default, he come onto my trainings. Mm-hmm. He wanted to know more. Yeah, and and do you know that point where you're like, you've got it. Yeah, like, I, I've said it with a few players that I've worked with. You're yeah. like, you've got the X factor. Yeah. You, you've got it, and yeah. he had it. Yeah, and I was like, I need to take him under my wing yeah so i did and then mm. it's the, the story of him coming onto my training courses mm-hmm. and then him getting like we come really close mm-hmm. and then obviously you're here mm-hmm. he's there yeah so then i come up to sunderland then we go for dinners and lunches and then yeah. now i've been i was at Ashruti's wedding yeah. <laughs> yeah now we're like best mates yeah. like he's like my brother now it's yeah. really it's the maddest roundabout yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and then obviously coaching him through things so i've i've seen his journey as well from Really not saying much, being scared to be vulnerable, but he really high emotional intelligence. Yeah. So then, can't shut him up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and now a brilliant coach. Yeah, like he's a yes. really really good coach, and yeah. he's really skilled at what he does. I mean, yeah. So my aim for him, like, is to make him better than me because he started earlier. So my mm. aim is he overtakes. So me what are some of the problems that footballers have that maybe the the average person listening in, I mean, not that I'm saying anyone's average, but the average person listening in commissioned, what are some of the, or that they don't know about. And and I like to keep this really relatable to people. That's why when I was doing the podcast with Luke, I was like, I really want to ask this question. I really want to ask about what position he wants to play in and all that. But I need to make it relatable to you guys that listen. Exactly the same problems. It doesn't matter if it's football and a lot of the players isn't, on the pitch stuff they present on the pitch yeah. but it's not an on the pitch problem it's yeah. an off the pitch problem yeah. there's so much stuff going on underneath it's their belief systems yeah. it's what they've been told as a kid in the academy I need to believe in myself oh, I, d- I need to believe in myself more I'm like well, why do you? <laughs> yeah what does that even mean? yeah what is it? yeah yeah because yeah. the coach has said you always have to believe in yourself and they've taken that forward mm-hmm. it's the player now Premier League footballers that I deal with still struggling with the car journey home from their parents. So how do you relate it? It's the, call it, I've talked about it in your things, the four fears in football, but yep. it doesn't matter if it's football, it's life, judgment, mm-hmm. the unknown, mm-hmm. expectations, mm-hmm. failure. Yeah. 
the same problems. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is. It's just on a higher, so it's on a higher in, level. You get judged at a higher level. Yeah, it's people like new levels. People. New levels, new devils. They kind of say, mm. yeah. Like people think that forty thousand. people say that. Like when I grow my business, the problems will go away. I'm like, actually, it's kind of the same problems. They're just at a different level. It's like a higher level problem it's you have to solve. A higher level problem. And then what people realize, don't realize, and they forget that is they're young men. They're mm. they're really young. Mm. And it's like, oh, why do you help professional footballers? It, got, I've noticed that, kid, that footballers have kids very young. Yes. It's not, almost like the push to do it, so it settles them down. I hear that a lot. I'm like, why the fuck would you force someone to do that? Because there's... It's mad you that. You've got to stay in and recover. So you train. Yeah. You might go in at, let's say, half nine. Yeah. You finish at half 12. Mm-hmm. And then what have you got to do for the rest of the day? Mm-hmm. What do you do? You have to, quote unquote, recover. Yeah. That is chill. Yeah. Do nothing. Yeah. Watch Netflix. It's fucking boring. Yeah. So do you know what I do? We're going to get ta- tattoos. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Then we've got all these other things going on. Like, yeah. if I, oh, let me see, I'll have kids. Yeah. And that's what managers tell people. Set, Alex Ferguson used to say it to people. Settle down early. You're going to settle down. Get, get, get the kids in and like. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Mm, so they're all these young, these, these young lads. And they're expected to be heroes to many. Yeah. At a really young age. Look at. Joe Bellingham, for example, 17 years, he's 17 years yeah. old. And look like, at his comparison. Yeah, up to 25. That's fucking amazing. Exactly. They have so, they, they've, they're the part of the 0.1%. Yes. Yeah. But if you think of us at whatever age we were, 20, 25, we were dicks. <laughs> at 17, <laughs> fucking hell. And at 17, you're expected, and, and you've got like these, you've got a 17 year old, you've got these 60 year old men telling them they're shit and they're useless. And you're like, <laughs> yes. people don't get like that. Yeah. Like, no, the dorm man. Like, example, I've, yesterday, I yesterday I read so many things where I'm like, really? Mm. You should just have to deal with people abusing him because he's paid highly. I'm like, really? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, they're like, oh, they're fair game. footballers are fucking overpaid this. And I'm like, well, if it's that easy, why aren't you doing it? I have this thing all the time with it. I'm like, it's not that easy because they don't realize that that football career is short, that they have to give up their entire fucking, mm-hmm. they're giving up. They're, they're, there's a lot of sacrifices, I think, to be a footballer. And it, the way I like to explain it is this. So footballers live their life backwards in a mm-hmm. weird way. So 18, 19, 20, you're up here. But yeah. as you get older and you get to 35, yeah. you're basically you're starting again. Your whole identity. It's like a crushed. new life, isn't it? It's a new life. Yeah. You've done what you're doing. You've had 40,000 fans, all these highs. You've been and told what to do and when to do it for fucking years. It's suddenly gone where most normal people, 18, you've got no idea what the fuck yeah. you want to do. And then at 35, you're hitting the start of your yeah. career. So yeah. it's... They're living things backwards. Yeah. And people like, instead, people, why'd you help professional footballers? I'll, I'd like to see you, right? What, what's your job? And I'm asked, sitting in an office. Can you imagine, right? You're sitting in an office and you've got your boss sitting over your shoulder saying, you're fucking useless, you're shit. You're I'm going to replace shit. you, you next week. You've, yeah, you're, you're shit, you're fucking useless. And you're like, do you know what? Oh my God, that's been a hard day. And then suddenly, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to check my phone. And then suddenly you've got all these <laughs> notifications on your phone saying, Dick, ruin my weekend, go kill yourself. Yeah. Racism. Yes. And then you go... Talking about their fucking families and that. Yeah, I'm going to go for a night out. You go for a night out. And then you've got the same thing. You've ruined my weekend. Yeah. I've been with players down the street and they're being called a cunt. And you're like, you don't know him. Mm -hmm. It's just your perception of him. He's played for football. You hate him because he's played for a, a football club. That's like... In all day, he works for a different company than you do. Hold on a minute. It's so weird. But people can't get their heads around that. Yeah. They, they're like, mm, I've never thought And then they're like just that. like, well, 
they get paid enough. I'm like, that doesn't mean that anything. More money, Aye. more problems. You don't know what to do with it. It's, they don't get any, most, a lot of, I think the stat is 40% of players go, like, struggle with money after their career. Mm-hmm. That's insane, isn't it? Yeah, or go bust. That's insane. They get, that's wild. They have hangers on. They have people trying to take from them. Yeah. Like, oh, I bet they've got people trying to exploit them all the time, charging them an, ex- putting an extra zero on things because they know they're a footballer. I'm pretty sure that that happened to me this week with that thing I was talking about, the hot thing. Yeah, yeah. I was one like, my, you charging me that much because you know what I'm doing and where I'm at. Yeah, one of my friends got, he, he was a professional footballer, mm-hmm. financial advisor, done him over, mm-hmm. took everything he had. Fucking hell. Yeah, now he's a financial advisor. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So let, I want to I come back to those things that you mentioned that people struggle with, the fears. Mm-hmm. The first one was fear of judgment. Everyone on here will have that. Worry about what people think, right? Mm-hmm. Even the, the, my favorite ones are the people, oh, I don't give a fuck what people think. I'm like, well, nice. you do, or you wouldn't. There's no way you would have said that. I used to say that. Yeah, because if, <laughs> if you didn't give a fuck what people think, like yeah, you don't yeah. have to say it. You're yeah. just trying to tell me that you, anyway. What do you share with players then to help them with that? Oh, that's a really good question. I know. So it's I not my s- first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> You've done this many a time. So... I, I like to use a paradox. Mm-hmm. So they say, uh, the fear of judgment, I'm scared of managers judging me, fans judging me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. It happened anyway. It's happening yeah, anyway, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I'm like, where do you want, like, where are you now? So they go, well, I'm, I'm at this. What's your goals for the future? I want to play in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. I, want to, I want to play for England. So paradoxically, doesn't that mean that you need people to judge you? I'm like, Oh, I get it, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> someone's got to decide whether you're going to play for England so, or not. Yeah, you need people scouting you. Mm-hmm. You need people looking at you. You've mm-hmm. got the selectors if, you, mm-hmm. if you're going to go to England. You've got to get picked. So actually, you need to be judged more, not less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, fuck. I never, mm-hmm. never thought about that. Mm-hmm. So let's go towards judgment rather than head away from it. Let's go towards nice. it. So what I do is do, a lot of times it's like, do the, do the opposite. Stocks yeah. and shares. While stocks are high, you sell. Yeah. While... They're low, you, you buy it. Yep. You do the opposite. So we're like, head towards, let's head towards judgment. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting judged, you're not doing enough. Yeah, it's almost like, give me more. Yeah. Give me more. Yeah. And that that's something that you learn, even doing what I do, like the bigger you get, the more followers you get, the more podcast downloads you get, the more criticism you get. It's part of me feel with this next book. I'm like, do I really want this book to blow up? Because mm-hmm. then I'm attracting all sorts of fucking shit. But it's the, you, you got to think about as a football, it's kind of the cost of entry to what you want in it. Yeah. It's you're not... Yeah, ha- that the price, the judgment is the price you have to pay to get where you want. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's that's a, that's kind of another sacrifice, isn't it? Yeah, it's the price you have to pay, and you're gonna get judged for whatever you do anyway. You do nothing, you'll be judged for it. You sit in your room, sit in your room and do nothing, and you judge yourself. And people will still judge you for it. Yep. So you might as well get judged for the shit that you love doing. For going all in, I think. <laughs> yeah. Get judged for going fucking all in. Yeah, it's happened with players like their their t- turns have been so big when it's them four fears. It's always it always comes down to one of them. The next one was. So you fear of not meeting expectations. Yeah, talk to me about that. So fear of not expectations. Expectations of yourself. Expectations of yourself, where you expect to be. Expectations of the game. So we do this. There's loads of exercises that we mm-hmm. do. So mm-hmm. I draw a graph. This will help people here. So I'll be like, right, what is your, what's your expectations of yourself? What's your in-game expectations? Mm-hmm. With players, it's never lose the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Win every tackle. Strikers, score every game. Yeah. Make an assist. Yeah. Then so I'll get them to write down all their expectations. Yeah. Then I then I draw a graph and it would be unhappy face at the top, 
smiley face in the middle, yeah. smiley face down there, and then draw a line. Yeah. And I'd be like, right, first one, let's put it in the graph. We're in the expectations where is it score a goal every game. So you've got 50 games a season, you expect to score 50 goals. <laughs> With 50 assists. Yeah. With not giving up. So as they go through it, then they get to the realistic ones. The middle ones, the realistic ones. Mm -hmm. And then that becomes their realistic ones. Like, right, should we just focus on these? Yeah. Like, let's fuck all them off. Yeah. Because. Well, that's perfection, the other thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And that's what players expect. Yeah. And then Luke does this really good training on intentions. He said about it yesterday. Mm -hmm. So what we do is like, what players will do in their head will be, their expectations is like, make a good pass, tick, assist, tick. Mm -hmm. So they expect a row of ticks. It's just mm -hmm. tick, 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 mm -hmm. tick, tick. Mm -hmm. And what happened with players is when they get a, a cross, mm -hmm. then it'll be followed by a cross, a cross. And we call it in football, hide and seek. Okay. So players will play hide and seek. Give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. Yeah. But there's no chance they're going to get the ball. It just, they make it look like they want oh, the Oh, so they look like they wanted, but they're not actually there's in no position. There's no chance. No one's they can't receive the ball. Yeah, so they yeah. call it, we call it hide and seek. Oh, that's it. And then I've what we do is like, before. we're like, instead of basing your game off outcomes, yeah. why don't you base it off intentions? Mm -hmm. So you'll see Luke. Luke. Essentially, did I try? Yeah. yeah. Like, did I have the right intention? The outcome might not come off, yes. but the intention was right. You'll see Luke. So you're almost, do is it's like where you'll pass. say focus on the process versus focus on the end result for yeah, normal people. So, and then get a feedback, Luke. It's a really yeah. good one. So it's like when people focus on like, did I make a sale today? Well, no, I didn't. But did I send an email? Did, did I, I right make intentions? a post? Did I, did I do what was required even though I didn't get the outcome that I wanted? You can't control the outcome. Yeah. But you can control the process and yes. the intention. Yes. So it'd be like, yes. right, let's, let's control the process mm -hmm. and get... And the outcome will come by default. I think mm -hmm. there was a study done on people who had the outcome. So yeah. they interviewed loads of people and they they branched them off into two sections. The yeah. people who focus on the outcome. Yeah. And then the focus the people who focus on the process. And yeah. what they found was the people who focused on the outcome never got there. And the people who focus on the process got to the outcome by default. That's really yeah. Yeah. If you do the right stuff for long enough. Yeah, the consistency. So said we're we're We'll do a tick. So you'll see Luke, not the time, he would try a long pass straight away because he's like, I'm going to get the mistake out of the way first. Because most people go, I don't make a mistake. Don't and with his mistake. left foot. With his left foot, yeah. <laughs> he used to take penalties with his yeah, left foot. Yeah, yeah mad, it's mad. Mate, honestly, he's been in Sunderland for five years now, right? Mm. I didn't even know until maybe towards the end of last season that he even could play a ball like that with his left foot. Oh. No one did. Everyone around me was like, fucking hell, is he picking that left foot cross field pass? The it's mad. The practice he put in when he was younger, yeah. like just kicking tennis balls against the wall, yeah. controlling it. Yeah. Like he's got stuff that it makes it look easy. Yeah. Because he just puts so many hours in, so many hours yeah. in. And he's... See the video of Berbatov kicking the ball against the wall? I did. Fucking amazing. I showed Max it. I was like, mm. that's how I learned to play a bit of football, just kicking the ball against the wall. It's mad. Mm. It's mad how simple that can be. Sorry. So what we're saying, he wants to get the shit part out the way fast. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically, if he makes a mistake, yeah. he's like, well, it's done now. So it's kind of acceptance. So yeah. what we talk about in in football, a lot of it, if you say the levels of consciousness, one of the higher levels of consciousness is acceptance. Mm -hmm. People struggle with that. They really struggle with the acceptance yeah. part. So we're like, right, as a player, when, when I get you, get you in, it's going to be like, right, let's lay the cards on the table. You're going to fuck up. Mm -hmm. You're going to cost your team. You're going to foul. You're going to be dropped. Mm -hmm. You're going to be judged. People are going to talk shit about yeah. you. Yeah. 
that's going to happen. Yeah. Accept it before you even start. So you tell them the price. <laughs> this is the price. Are you willing to pay it in it? Do you know what I mean? That's that. That's like when you say even in business, you're like any goal. I'm like, what price? What what price do I have to pay? What sacrifice do I have to make? What do I have to take on? What could come my way? And then it's you've got to ask yourself the question: Like, am I willing to pay it? And if you're not willing to pay it, don't even fucking start. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially with goalkeepers being a goalkeeper, it's the acceptance that you're going to make a mistake. It just frees people, and you're like going to criticize more than anyone else. You're going to make a mistake. Scrutinize more than anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. A massive scale. Yeah. So it's like, lay the cards on the table. As a goalkeeper, me being a former, mm -hmm. you're going to fuck up. You're going to make a mistake. It's going to cost the team. Mm -hmm. So when it happens, instead of arguing about it, mm -hmm. you can, the best players have the ability to accept it and move on move quickly. On quick. Yeah. The ones that don't, they mentally masturbate about it all weekend and go yeah. over it. And instead of making that mistake once, they've made it a thousand times. Yeah. And instead of taking the lesson from it and the learning and yeah. the positives, which is a feed, it's a feedback loop. Yeah. So you have the right intention. Yeah. Right. It's a, it may have been a cross, yeah. but it's a tick because you had the right intention. Yes. Now what's the feedback loop? So yeah. like Luke would go, and it, he said yesterday, commentating his head, he'd be like, right, I didn't strike through it enough. I didn't hit it with this part of my laces. Yeah. That's all right. I take that. Yeah. When most players can't do that. Yeah. And it's due to the training. And that probably, and that'll happen a lot to people in life. Like I, the, the first thing I thought of was like a, a dad, for example, that shouts at his kid. He's going to shout, a lot of guys are going to shout with their kid and then be like, fucking hell, what do I do that for? What do I do? I'm just like, if because I'm I'm not, I would consider myself a fucking good dad, mm -hmm. but I'm not perfect. And sometimes I lose the shit with a kid. Instead of beating myself up about it and thinking about it for days, I just apologize really quickly. Yeah. Really quickly. I'm like, oh man, I'm sorry. I'm, that was idiotic. What was that? And I laugh at it because I want to clear it. It's almost like I'm clearing it straight away. The longer I stew on it, the, it's almost like the more of a fucking drama you make it into. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. You, you make it worse than what it actually was. And I remember, I mean, for footballers, it's different if they're watching TV, but Joe Dispenza's like, if 50% uh, of our memories aren't even true. Mm -hmm. So for footballers, it's a little bit different because you can watch it, but actually you're probably making it worse than what it is. Do you know what I'm saying? If players make it worse than what it is. Yeah, yeah, making it into a bigger drama than what it is. Yeah. So the next one, so we've got fear of judgment. Fear not meeting your expectations. Not meeting your expectations. And my best saying is, I always say it to every, every player that I get in, I say it so many times that it, it sticks in the head. I'm like, expectations will fuck you. You said that to me yesterday? <laughs> yeah, you did, said yeah. that to me yesterday? It's so, it's so ingrained in me. I'm like, listen, expectations will fuck you. So yeah. as, soon as, as soon as they don't meet your expectations, they put it on their lessons or they write it. They're like, expectations will fuck you. I'm like, you're right, they yeah, will. Yeah, but that's where all stress is. That's where all fucking anger is. Yeah. That's where all a lot of negative emotions are actually when expectations, reality, just fucking crash with each yeah, other. Expectations. Yeah, yeah. Be, um, what's that? The happiness equation. Reality minus your expectations. Equals oh yeah, 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 yeah. Really yeah. good. Yeah. People don't deal with reality. Perfect. They're, they're arguing with it constantly. Yeah. Arguing with reality. Friction is fucking. It's like reality and expectation just rubbing against each other and getting loads of friction. For some people, that's enough to make them fucking explode. And it's really hard when you coach it as well because you still get, you still deal with it yourself. You just get out of it quicker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I don't think it ever actually goes away. No. Yeah, you just. <laughs> I think right, you just you, catch yourself sooner. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I'm like noticing it, and I learned this off Dispenza. Like mm. noticing it's a win. Mm. Like noticing faster, apologizing faster as a win. And then eventually I'll probably do it less and then I may never do it at all, but I'm fucking human. So yeah. fear of failure. Talk to me about this. Everyone has this. So fear of failure. I'm like, 
First of all, you have to question what is failure. So you have to uh, you have to ask questions. What actually mm. is failure? Not trying is a fucking failure for me. <laughs> I, I, I made a post about this morning. I'm like, you're not doing it because you're failing. You're already fucking failing. The thing you're scared of is already happening because you haven't started the business that you're scared of starting because you might fail. You've already failed. <laughs> yeah, so we, yeah. We, we do the same things again. It'd be like, what is what does failure mean to you? So mm. we have to find out what the meaning is of failure. What is in, in Peter? You're reading Peter Sage's book, right? Yeah, you say just, that yeah, so Peter yeah. has this thing about failure where he's like, it's not, it's not actually failure that's the problem. Is what you think failure means. Mm. Like you think failing makes you a failure or whatever. It's a really interesting thing. Yeah, and then it will come down to the fear of judgment, what people think. So then yeah. it will lead into that's another, what it is. I think then it's, it will lead into another fear, and then mm. you'll, you'll go through it, and it will be like the fear of failure. And as you start breaking it down, we go deeper down the rabbit hole, and you, mm. you get the beliefs. And then you get to the real core of it. So yeah. like the actual root of the problem. Yeah. I like to liken it. When I work with players, I'm like, they, they present, it's like a tree. So the tree is the symptoms, mm. the soft problem. And then you've got the root, the, the hard problem underneath. So we've got to get to the hard problem. So yeah. going failure. So you're like, what is failure? Have you failed before? How, how was you with it? Mm -hmm. Failure is failure is learning. Yeah. What happened as a consequence of that failure? What was positive about that? Mm -hmm. So then, then I'll start breaking things down and be like, right, that failure that you had, like in the past, let's go back to that perceived failure you had. Mm. If you could delete that, mm -hmm. and everything that happens as a consequence, you could delete, like gets deleted too. Like a timeline. Yeah. yeah. So if you go back, you delete that. You sound like fucking uh, Professor, sorry, um, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange? <laughs> no, yeah, Doctor yeah, Strange, yeah. I sound like him, I. So I use the butterfly effect. So I'm, I'm like, you go back, delete that failure. Matt Bloomfield, for example, he missed the penalty at Wembley in the playoff final in front of thousands of fans. Yeah. And he was distraught. Yeah. And I remember saying to him, in a couple of years' time, I'm going to ask you a question. Like, mm -hmm. Not now. Mm -hmm. In a couple of years' time, I'll ask you a question. They, that was a failure. Then the next season, they got promoted. And then the next season, they got promoted Brought again. again. Yeah. <laughs> I like, Bloomfield, I've got to ask you a question now. I'm going to ask you that question now. If you go back and delete that failure, yeah. right, that perceived failure, that penalty at Wembley, right, you can keep it or you can discard it. Yeah. Right, you can have that penalty again. What would you do? It's like, I miss it every day of the week. Well, mate, this is really ironic. Sunderland, Mickey Gray, remember that penalty miss? Yeah, 1996 or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He missed that penalty, gutted. The next season, we got like 100 and something points. Like, we walked that league the next season, and then we had all those years in the top flight. But if we'd have gone up to, like, you, there's a, I think that would have happened this season. Mm. If we'd have got promoted this season, Sunderland, I think we'd really fucking struggle. It would have been too early. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. I've so, you know, we got beat off Luton in that thing, and no one was that bothered, because number one, we actually went beyond expectations, right? Um, and then we wouldn't have been fucking ready. I think a lot of them lads are too young. There's no fucking money there. Really, it's a really strange thing, and, and then expectations have been shifted, and right? that's why it's fucking horrible at the minute. People are they've had a little new, it's happening at Newcastle as well. Everyone's getting a taste of what it's like to be well, and then you forget about actually how far you've come. And then you're like, Why aren't we fucking why aren't we in the champions? Like, why aren't we top of the league? Why aren't we in the Premier League? Why have we lost two games? Really weird. The, the expectations is fucking Sunderland bad right now, yeah. Getting the playoffs minimum, yeah. That's the expectation, yeah. We should be in the playoffs, yeah. Like, they're playing. Last they're year, really well. start of last season, we'll be happy finishing yeah. 16th, <laughs> yeah. 17th, and then you started seeing a little success, and then everyone started losing their shit. Mm -hmm. So talk to me then about some of the, because um, I know you mentioned yesterday about some of the darker periods that footballers might have. What have you seen happen? Because you mentioned 
suicide, suicidal thoughts yesterday, and I was like, let's let's get fucking let's yeah. get deep on this shit. There's, there's a lot of problems, and people don't see that. Yeah. Obviously, no player, not many players come out and speak about it. Yeah, no. And I think that that's seems to be starting to change a little bit, though, yeah, doesn't ho- it? Hopefully, which is good be... to see. But even then, every time they come out, they get the same shit. Well, you're a footballer, so fuck. I remember Aaron Lennon. Yeah. Remember Aaron Lennon came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said he was depressed and people were jumbling. What have you got to be depressed about? You earn loads of money, you're a footballer. I was like, what the f-? And that's why normal men won't come out and talk about it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a really interesting thing. So, so you that's think pr- normal blokes won't, won't ever speak about it? Nah. But they ex- like the expectation is a footballer... Oh, you, what you got to worry about? Just I've had that as well. I've had that as well. What you got to worry about? You got loads of... I'm like depressed. I don't give a fuck about how much money I've got. Mm. Didn't care. So no, yeah, it's a, that's it's another a, problem. That's the other, that's the other caveat to the money problem. Mm-hmm. Like the money ain't gonna last. You ain't getting, and people only. That's the the other problem is the perception. They only see the top one percent. They yeah, see the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the reality yeah. is, they don't see lower down the leagues, even championships since COVID. Nothing. Yeah, I know players that were on. So they're on forty grand, and now they're only getting off for five grand. Mm-hmm. So they can't even. Pay their mortgage, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that that they look that, after loads of their families. It's they mad how for. quick that career can be taken away from you in a fucking mm. instant. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You got the player we we're talking about yesterday, um, Jordan, who was fucking flying, got injured, two years out. Now he's fucking. He was on a, he was on the rise. I thought he looked fucking very good. He got injured, and his kind of career has almost been taken away from him, hasn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. A, and 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 in that in that business, you could legit. It's like saying, and and the problem is they've invested so much into it, they've got nothing else they can do. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like their whole life has been football gone. I gone. Yeah, through usually no fault of their own, and quite young, and they've probably gone Billy Big Balls when they got their first contract and bought a flash car and all that. It's a, it's a, and people don't understand this. Yeah, they. Like, I've heard stories of players in academies. They get their first paycheck and then they go in a. Buy all the designer gear, yeah, and then they get in the car, so that and then they live. They don't live. One of my first things is: Have you got a financial advisor? Yeah. <laughs> have you got someone? Yeah. Have you got someone helping you that aspect? Because that's a part. Obviously, finance is a part of mindset. Mm-hmm. It is a. Well, it's one of the biggest causes of stress, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's like, it, there's never. I, I was saying this. I'm, I'm actually putting together a talk for the. I think it's the 10th of September. I've got a thing in Brighton, and I'm like, there's nothing that causes as much friction, mm. arguments. Or fallouts as much as money does. People never get. People don't get that emotional about like that. Gets people more emotional than almost anything else. If I want to trigger someone on the internet, I mention money. Mm. <laughs> it's done. That's it. As soon as I mention money, done. Or even if I mention booze, people get triggered by it as well. Mm. It's it's a real weird thing. It has a lot of emotional attachment. Yeah. Yeah. So money's a big problem. Yeah. And then in football, what you see is Daliali spoke about it. Yeah. Sleeping. Pills. There's some things I can't say. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that happens in football. Yeah, snus, massive. What? Massive problem in football. What's snus? What? Snus. Really? Snus. Yeah. What the fuck's that? The nicotine patch you put under your gum. Oh shit! Okay. It? So you put a nicotine patch under snuff. Your gum. I think we call it snuff. I think that's that's something completely different. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> like you're, you're, I think you might be talking about like snuff movies. Where it's like. Oh shit! Okay, extreme porn. Okay, <laughs> dwarf, a dwarf porn. Yeah, it's a nightmare. That it's called snus. Right, massive problem in football. A lot of players are addicted to it. Really? Yeah, you'll see players like I. I know players who are drinking, mm-hmm. drinking before games, drinking at nights. No. Yeah, it's so you see that the alcohol, mm-hmm. 
covering it up. The and that still happens now. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Because I remember back in the day, think, back in the day, it was yeah, a problem. Yeah. Gaza, fucking people like that talking about. Uh, they used to get on the sesh. Roy Keane talks about it all the time. We used to go in the pub and. But then it was the sank you do. But you it's think like, it still happens? Oh, sorry, I'm no. not even going to say. It, and you know it still happens. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, it still happens. Drinking, so it's making yourself feel better. Yeah. It's the, the stress. Yeah. Just as I said, people don't they don't see it. They only see it's all you know everything's so perception based. Yeah, they see them fucking these, celebrating a goal, getting the, all like the adulation the high, from the fans. The highs are really high. The lows yeah. are really. And how low. do you teach people to deal with those then? Because I think that, obviously, football is extreme, but everyone in their life has highs and lows. When people talk about the holiday blues, they've had a high on holiday, and now they're back to the grind. Like, how do you teach people to deal with that? Or how do you teach players to deal with that? So I put them for a process. So it's you said, I remember you saying one thing to me. I was like, what's the difference between this player and this player? I didn't even mention it. I was like, what do you think is the difference between like a world-class player mm-hmm. and someone that isn't? And you said the world-class players don't get too high and don't get too low. Yeah, very... The ability to move on quickly. You'll see players, they have a bad game. So if you think you have a bad game on a Saturday, yeah, you get down there. Then you've got to get yourself back up by a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> or you're really like you're really high. And then like, so it's really hard to pull yourself level again. Yeah. So if you can stay emotionally stable throughout it, yeah, you got the highs, yeah, you celebrate the high, and then it's done. Most players, Luke struggled with it. What's next? What's you you win the promotion? What's next? And then we had Gilberto Silva on a training and name dropping. There we go. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. We had, we had uh, Gilberto Silva on a training. How did you get him on, by the way? That's such a conference. When I seen it, I was like, that's so random. Oh, it's, yeah, it's just random. Like, I still can't get my head around top, it. He's like, a top player. Yeah, I went to breakfast with him a few weeks ago. Oh. And he'd be like, in Manchester, yeah. um, do you want to go for breakfast? I'm like, and I still can't get my head around it. I'm sitting there and we're having breakfast and I'm, I'm sitting oh. with Gilberto Silva for three hours. Gilberto Silva. Let's go. It's a World Cup. It's a World Cup winner. He's just he's one of the smart, isn't it? He's an Arsenal Invincible winner. Is this where you start to realise? Because I realised this when I started interviewing fucking big players like Tyson Fury and that. I'm like, yeah. these are just normal fucking. Yeah, just normal people. That's what you realise, isn't it? Like, actually, that's this one is just things. He's just like, he's a normal stay, guy. He's just good at football. You have to stay humble. So it was mm. like how Luke asked him on the. It was really. He was so good. Luke asked him. He's like, but how did you deal with going from winning the World Cup? So then, after the World Cup, then going to play football. It's like, I, I really struggled Like with, going back to training? Yeah, going back to training, winning, um, and then going, going to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And then, for example, when Sunderland got promoted, mm-hmm. I was up here, and I really, I really struggled afterwards. Mm-hmm. And he said, Luke, you've got new challenges. You've I was got waiting for your fucking need. Portuguese accent. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. I did. Luke, yeah. you're yeah. my boy. Yeah, he is, yeah. <laughs> It's like, we have new challenges. So it was, I won the World Cup and now I've got the next challenge. Next challenge is I'm moving to a new country. I've got a new language. I've got new teammates. Mm-hmm. And then what people struggle with is they think that's their ceiling. But what mm-hmm. happens is you have to make your, your ceiling your new floor. Mm-hmm. So your ceiling now becomes your new floor. Yeah. So you built the foundations and every what you're doing is you're building floor upon floor. Mm-hmm. But you're starting again. Mm-hmm. You've now got to create that new floor. Yeah. I was like, ah. Oh, yeah, and, and Luke's furiously writing that. Do you know? Do you know that's the same for everybody? Mm. And I think when you the, the moment you, tri- you, I get it all the time from people. When you're gonna be satisfied? Like when I have a fucking satisfactory life, and that's not for me. Do you know what I mean? When you're gonna be satisfied, you should appreciate what you've got. I'm like, well, I do, but that appreciating what you've got 
you can appreciate what you've got and fucking want more of it. But you've got to be aiming towards something. Otherwise, you go around in fucking circles, yeah, in my opinion. Get st- stuck. We've just yeah. been upstairs. Like, people just. They get stuck, huh? Stu- I get stuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's we, what I we, we haven't got a clearer vision of the future. We don't yeah. know what's next. We don't know what the next target is. And I think that actually, when we talk about f- footballers retiring, they probably have the same problems that the likes of Tyson Fury had. And Middleton talked about it as well. They get to the peak of their career. And you'll have seen it on his documentary. Mm. He doesn't know what to fucking do with himself. He hasn't got boxing because there's no goal. In fact, I heard his dad say something really cool. Was Tyson sets all these mini goals, and he hasn't got these mini goals to work towards. He just goes around in circles. Or ultimately goes backwards, and that happens with footballers when they retire. I bet. Yeah, I've got a player now mm-hmm. that I'm working with. He's 22, mm-hmm. and his biggest problem is when he's 35. He's already worrying about that. Yeah, it's his biggest problem. Fucking hell. After football. Fucking hell. It's 12, 12 I mean, that's 12 quite, years down the line. It's quite an interesting thing to think about, but focusing on it all the time can be detrimental. Yeah, so you think about it, he's day, actually, he'll have been told he's got to think about it because you're told you got to think about what happens when your career's over, but it sounds like he's been rammed into him so much yeah, that he can't a, focus on the short term. It's a good thing. It's a yeah. good thing because then he can, right, what can I do? I can have different investments. Yeah. Like Luke, by default, has created a business mm-hmm. that he can do after. One of my neighbours... Plays for Derby and he must have about thirty properties in South Shields. Mm. Yeah, he's he plays for Derby, he plays for Sunderland, Leicester, Rangers, Wigan, uh, Coventry last year, Huddersfield. So he's had a, he's had a good career, and he's got a lot of property in South Shields straight away. Started it. So I think he signed for Leicester when he was maybe nineteen, mm. and he just started putting it into property straight away. Yeah. Smart move. You see some. And Robbie Fowler's got like fucking five hundred yeah, hours or something. I heard. Ridiculous. You'll hear some like younger players. I yeah. bet with some nineteen-year-olds, twenty, twenty-one-year-olds. Yeah. You're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You are ridiculous. Like yeah. you are unbelievable. Like already. Oh, I'm investing already. I'm putting yeah. this away, and then I want to get ahead of my mindset. That's why I've, I, I want to be the best I can be. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that yeah. is ridiculous. Nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. I'm yeah. like, you're where you, you were ahead of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're ahead yeah. of where I was. So yeah. I have no idea what I yeah. wanted to do. What are some of the biggest challenges that you have then? So we've talked about kind of football. What are some of the biggest challenges that you have with helping these players? My challenges personally. Yeah, with helping these helping players. players. Yeah. <laughs> What's the hardest part about helping more players? Getting my message across. Yeah. Realizing that they need it, that the shit's going to hit the fan mm-hmm. eventually. Mm-hmm. They, the shit is going to hit the fan. Yeah. And trying to communicate that's probably quite I'm difficult, to, isn't it? Trying to communicate that to people players and young lads who are 21 19 you got the academy 16 to 20s mm-hmm. that's our age group and then mm-hmm. younger players 20 to 25 mm-hmm. and telling them listen you think your mindset's strong mm-hmm. but you're going to be tested mm-hmm. and then when you get tested then you'll find out what you're made of mm-hmm. like do you pass that test mm-hmm. like, whereas in your panic mm-hmm. like covid hit right People thought, that, oh, I've got a great mindset. But then there was out buying shit paper. <laughs> there was out buying toilet paper. They didn't, or they realised they didn't like their wife. Yeah. That <laughs> they realised their, their wife didn't work in Woolworths anymore. Yeah, that was their way of trying to gain control. Yeah. But that was like, instead of asking a better question, like if you're more trained, you're more prepared for it. And it'd be like, COVID hit me, Luke. It was like, what's the opportunity in the madness? Why everyone's, why everyone's going to buy toilet paper? What the fuck are we doing? Who do we need to get hold of? Who do we need to ask? Well, we're not spending this money out. What can we put this into and invest mm-hmm. into? And the same as football, you're going to have that. Luke, you're going to have that injury. Mm-hmm. You think your mindset's good, 
But when you have that injury, you're going to see. Then you'd be tested. Yeah. And then Funny enough, realize. I did a voice note this morning. I dropped it in my telegram where I said, when things go bad, it's your opportunity to show how fucking good you are. Mm. You know, things go bad in my business. It's an opportunity to show people how good I am. Mm. So when shit like someone comes on a webinar and starts chatting absolute shit in the fucking comments, people love it when I just like, I throw people out and they're like, Paul, you dealt with that like a boss. I'm like, yeah, when things go bad, it's your opportunity to show how fucking good you are. Mm. When things go bad, it's an opportunity for, for you to show how good your mindset is. Because you've had so many things go bad before. You've, you've got the experience. Trained for it. Trained for it. You've trained for it. You've prepared for it. You've already built There's the a quote that I love, you know. I, I don't know who said it, but I read it by this martial arts. Um, I think he's a journalist. Something called Jack Slack. Great name. Mm -hmm. Jack Slack with a hairy crack. Uh, he, <laughs> he said that during times of stress, difficulty, and challenge, you don't rise to the level of your expectations. You fall to your lowest level of training. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Mm. When things get hard, you, you see you see what you've been training. Mm. You see where you've been working. You see what you've been doing in the... And I love this quote as well that I read, which is the, the bright lights reveal what you've done in the dark. Yeah. I fucking love that shit, me. I mean, that's powerful. So true. As a footballer, every time you ask a footballer, you, you say, when I ask you some podcast, you'll be like, what, what do you need as a professional footballer on there? Mm -hmm. The word everyone throws out is resilience. Mm -hmm. You need resilience. Mm -hmm. But you can train resilience. You can train it and mm -hmm. do the work. Mm -hmm. But the resilience is built when you hit the shit. That, I'm like that. Well, I suppose your level of resilience is only going to be, it's only going to be, your level of resilience is only going to be kind of comparable to the level of challenge you faced. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's exactly what it is. It's kind of, your level of resilience is going to rise to the level of challenge you've actually faced, I think. So, so then you say, listen, if resilient, what do you need as a footballer? If resilience is one of the skills you need, mm -hmm. then you need challenge. Mm -hmm. So you need to be put through the shit. Mm -hmm. You're sort, there was a clip on Hormozy the other day that I saw. It's like, if you want to build oh, a, patient, a patient human being, yeah. you wouldn't give him things instantly. If yeah. you want to build success, you would yeah. like, you'd make, like, you'd make him wait. For example, mm -hmm. that's the same kind of thing. You're like, you need you're going to have the challenge. Mm -hmm. How are you going to deal with that challenge when it comes comes along? Mm -hmm. Like, that's going to build your armor. So let's go, you get the challenge. You're like, let's change the way, like, you're going to get drops. Amazing. I've picked up Luke's language now. I say, you may have noticed, he goes, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I say something, I'm like, nice. I'm like, nice. speaking to Luke. Yeah. I'm speaking to Luke too much. We're like, yeah, nice, nice. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that, that's what you need. You, let, let's look forward to being dropped. Mm -hmm. Look forward to being dropped, and then you'll see what you're made of. Mm -hmm. Oh, Look forward to making a mistake, and then you can be like, "Good." So Good. that by doing that, it actually breaks free of the shackles. Yeah. Like the players, the language players will use, and they use this a lot. And it's which I use in my stuff. It would be, "I want to break free from the shackles of negative thinking." Mm -hmm. That's there. I want to break free from the shackles. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm shackled. I'm shackled. I'm so glad you said that. How do you? What do you work on them with negative thinking? Because I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but what do you what do you share them with the players to give them the edge on negative thinking? Like what's that? What are you what are you doing with them? So again, we do a training. <laughs> what are you teaching them? So we'll be like, what are the negative thoughts? So mm -hmm. you have negative thoughts during a game. Mm -hmm. If you're not present, like Luke said, two, three seconds ahead, yeah. you'll have these negative thoughts, you'll have time to think. So it'll be like, right. What if I give this away? What if I lose this? And in yeah. sports psychology, it's called ants. Mm -hmm. Automatic negative thoughts. Yep. And the good way to explain it is like ants build up. So they build up. Think of little ants. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they, they cause an infestation. And if they cause an infestation, they cause a nest. It's making me itchy, this. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. You're talking about it and I'm fucking scratching all the time. 
to be like, right, let's let's stomp these ants out one by one. So let's question it. First of all, let, you have to. First of all, bef- you have to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Let's be aware of it, mm-hmm. and then let, let's squash it. Ask mm-hmm. certain questions. Well, first one is: Is it actually true? Is that true? Yeah. Is it a load of bollocks? Yeah. And then how do we? Det- and then you do trainings on like detaching from thoughts. It's mm-hmm. so like commitment and acceptance therapy. Yep. So it would be like right. That's a that's a thought. Yeah. How do you detach from that thought? Because you are not your thoughts. I'll just let it drift by. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. It's you, people go. Oh, I am. I am my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard people are like, I am mm-hmm. my thoughts. I'm like, no. Like, are you? Let's give you another example. Are you your shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they'd be like, what the fuck do you mean? So like, shit is a, a product of the digestive system. It's what comes out. It's what excretes. Mm-hmm. You are not your shit. It's the same process as your brain. Your brain fires off these thoughts. Mm-hmm. You are not your thoughts. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a Byproducts of the brain. Yeah. Like, oh, I've never thought that. The thing that you, I, I so think you're I'm, detaching them from the thoughts. Yeah. The thing that I've seen with, with on this is I think it's something to do with meditation. Like a thought, like a cloud. Mm-hmm. Loads of clouds are going to pass by, and you get to choose which one you fucking latch onto. And that's what like you that's do I, I quite like that. Yeah. And that's what you're doing there. Yeah. So there'd be loads of different trainings on it. So we go through oh, what's the negative thoughts, and then let's do your belief systems. They're negative thoughts they've had for years and years. It's the same thought over and over and over again, and they've never questioned it. Never mm-hmm. questioned, is it? They've just believed it. Is it true? Can you absolutely know that it's true? Yeah, it's the Byron case. Yeah, yeah. It, Can you true? absolutely know that it's true? What's the opposite thought? Is that as true or truer than the original thought? Yeah, I've, I, I do that with yeah. players. Yeah. Like, I do that with players. I'm like, right, it's on the. Ma- I did it yesterday. Yeah. I'm a ma- someone with a, a manager, mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't know how. I don't know how you're gonna do this or mm-hmm. decipher this or turn this around, mm-hmm. and then, and in the end, it was like, fucking hell. <laughs> It's mad when you feel that. You feel, mm. I've said you feel it because you feel that little, oh, like a light bulb's gone off, isn't it? Yeah, and it's always like, always the same thing. It's always a projection. So it's like, let's let's deal with that. How do you deal with negative thoughts? Well, first of all, you have to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Then it's accepting you have the negative thought mm-hmm. rather than arguing like, with it. Like, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. You're right? human. The brain yeah. is designed to think negatively. It's not designed, like, the people get themselves in a tizzle. They're like, I think they're broken. They think they're broken because yeah. they have negative thoughts. And I have these gurus yeah. on, yeah. I have these Fucking gurus on Instagram that drive you mad. They're like, just think, po- just think positively. I'm yeah. like, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. The brain's not designed to. Well, also, to I, I think, think thinking positively can sometimes make you fucking delusional as fuck. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you think positively all the time, you actually wouldn't make good decisions. So, a footballer that only thinks positively wouldn't be aware of the ri- they wouldn't weigh up risk. They wouldn't. They'd make decisions in. They'd be doing fucking Cruyff turns on the edge of their own box and shit. You know what I mean? Because they're not actually. So I actually think a negative thought can be fucking useful as fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like a negative thought could be useful. Negative emotions are useful. Yeah, they are. They tell you what to do. People yep. think negative. They, they call them negative. Yeah, they're just emotions. People just feedback. Are, yeah, feedback yeah. on what do you need to do next? Yeah. Like I'm feeling. I'm feeling nervous. Yeah. Or I've, I've Good. Been, before a game, yeah, I feel really nervous. I'm like. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's amazing. Maybe it's not maybe it's not nerves. Maybe it's adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Like, Excitement. Yeah, maybe maybe it's adrenaline and maybe I got a question for you. What does adrenaline make people do? What what's the what's the neg- the positive thing about adrenaline? Mm-hmm. This, 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 and this. I'm like makes me go. Actually, makes me go. It's a sign to go. Yeah, let's move. That actually help that actually helps you. That's yeah. that's actually really good for you because I I got to that point where I was on a football pitch. I used to feel nervous. I'd be nervous in the tunnel, and you'll get to that point one day. One day you're going to get to that point. I promise you, it's going to come, where you're going to be in the tunnel, and the nerves have gone, 
And then you get onto the pitch, and this happened to me, and I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I always say that one. <laughs> so I do obviously a lot of work with guys that are public speaking, ladies that are getting on a big stage. Like, how do you deal with the nerves? I'm like, I just, it's just me body giving me the energy that I need to put on a fucking show, mate. Do you know what I mean? Because when I'm on, as soon as I'm on, it's, it's kind of gone. Yeah. It's kind of gone because I'm in the moment, I'm present. You're nervous because you're not present. You're nervous because you're thinking about fucking too far ahead and what could go wrong and that. And I'm like, it's a good sign. It means you give a fuck. Yeah, Do you so know what I mean? Yeah, hundred oh, percent. It means it means you get. Yeah, that's exactly. It means you say. give a fuck. It, it means, means you fucking you give care. Because you're gonna get to a point one day where you're gonna be like, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't feel nothing. This. I feel yeah. nothing. I feel yeah. numb. And yeah. that's when you know it's time to go. Yeah. Ben Foster would be in fit. He's yeah. just retired and yeah. he's realised. Max was blown away. He was like, Ben Foster's retired. I'm like, I, I think he just decided he was shit now. That's pretty much what he said. And so I had he's very self aware. I read it and I had a lot of time for that. I'm I, shit now. I'm retiring. <laughs> yeah, he's been on. I've interviewed him. He's been on my podcast. Yeah. And he is amazing. His yeah. mindset is so good. Yeah. So self-aware. Yeah. Very emotionally intelligent. Yeah. Doesn't give a fuck if he makes a mistake. And people are like, well, you should care. He's like, mm-hmm. why? How's that going to help me? Yeah. <laughs> How is that any way going to help It doesn't me mean you don't want to win, does it? It doesn't mean you don't want to win. Now, as a goalkeeper, this is me. This is what most people do. You make a mistake, and this is any day life, and it doesn't matter, football, everyday yep. life. When I made a mistake as a goalkeeper... I try to make up for it. I come for balls that I should never come for. I come. That's probably one of the hardest positions where you, you try. Nah, not in goal. <laughs> you get worse. Yeah. Football, same as football. You try and make up for a mistake. You're gonna get worse, and you'll see that with people in everyday life. They yeah. they, they make a mistake, won't accept it. They try and make up for it, yeah. and then they get themselves in a tiz. Yeah. So it'd be like, yeah, you're gonna make a mistake. Yeah. Can you just park it? Done. Move forward. Yeah. How can you move forward as quickly as... It's all about moving forward. Yeah. That's gone. Done. Mm. Move forward. The best players have the ability to move forward quickly yeah. Yeah. than the other players. How do you help players then? I know we talked about... I think we mentioned this with Luke yesterday, but how do you help players then feel... Because I, I think uncertainty is a big deal for a lot of people. I think there's many people who stay in situations that they don't like. They stay in jobs that they hate, relationships that aren't working for them simply because it makes them feel certain. Like, mm-hmm. I, I often used to wonder, right, if you're so miserable, I'm telling you exactly what to do. Say you hate your life and you're still not doing this shit. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Fear. It's just fear. It's un- the certain, at least I'm certain that I feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. If I do this, that's going to give me uncertainty. It's all fear. So how do you help people based. deal with, how do you help footballers deal with uncertainty? So my first four How do you make them feel, do you try and make them feel a little bit more certain or do you just, so by by first of all getting help, yeah, they already get certainty. Mm. They already get certainty just by getting help. Don't feel like they're on their own. They get certainty by first of all opening up, saying what they're struggling with. First four weeks is all down to beliefs and perceptions. Yeah, flipping their thinking. So that one of the first sessions I do with them is paradoxes. Mm. So I'm like, there's loads of paradoxes and like how it relates to football. So mm. one of the first paradoxes, one of the only certainties in life is constant uncertainty. Mm. The only constant is the constant unknown. Yeah. That's one of the paradoxes. Yeah. Like when you just said one earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Another paradox, the things that you think aren't actually the things you think. So yeah. how can you get that feeling of certainty? So like, for example, journaling gives mm. you the feeling of certainty. Mm. So we've got... Sometimes data can give you certainty. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Data can give you certainty. Plans... Making a plan can make you feel a little bit more certain. Sorry, that's what Having a backup plan can give you a little bit more certainty. So yeah. it's the simple things that you'd get most people to do, yeah. but players don't do it. So yeah. it'd be me and Luke have created our own journal mm-hmm. with certain questions for footballers, mm-hmm. asking them, what do you need to do today to work on your game? Yeah, nice. What, what 
food can you have? Mm-hmm. Give you. Let's plan out. Like, what do you need to do this week? The stupid little shit. Yeah, and then like, what went well today? You're asking them all that as well. What so went well like, today? Yeah, what so did you do well? Yeah, so it would be like right game review. Mm-hmm. So it would be like training review or match review. Yeah, let's give yourself a score. What was positive about that? Mm-hmm. What's free learnings you can take away? Nice. What's something that I can work on? Or who can I get help from yeah. to help me with that part? What so surprised me, Rob, you know? What surprised me and what I've started, I've noticed this, like, football's like a big team thing and it looks like a big community, but actually, it seems like footballers are actually seem like they're quite lonely, which I found, I find that, and I've noticed it Very lonely. more and more, and I'm like, how can such a team thing where it looks like the team are together, the staff are together, the clubs together, they're all on one team, the fans are all on one team. I'm like, actually, these footballers seem really lonely. A lot of them are like that. What's that? Really lonely. How does that happen? Fear. Is it a fear thing, do you think? Dog eat dog, scared of losing their place to someone. Ego. Are they isolating themselves? Really trying to think about it. From experiences. So, yeah, you'll find players are, are very lonely. They have a very small circle. Like a very small circle. It's a trust thing, then, isn't it? Trust. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, they don't trust many I've people. Been to players' weddings, like, and the number of players that they have there, you'd think they'd all be footballers. You probably count them on one hand. It's mad, isn't how it? Many, yeah. How many of them are footballers? It's trust, isn't it? It is trust. Yeah, trust. It's a tr- it's a trust thing. Yeah, they're told to keep their circle small. Yeah, they don't want to let people in in case they start telling fucking stories about them. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a real big trust thing. It's. Who you who you trust? So, mm. Yeah, it's, it's. I still find it bamboozling. Mm. Yeah, been yeah. to so many events like that are players, and they'd be like, "Why is he not there? How's he not three, there?" Three players. Yeah, it's <laughs> my. I always think that I'm like you. Got, I'm think you know when you see like who's mates with who, mm. like you see someone's Instagram. They're like, "Oh, you're mates. You're still mates with him." Like the guy that I know, um, who lives, who's got the house a couple of doors up. He's friends with, I'm like, oh shit, I've seen them on holiday together. I'm like, oh, they're mates that played together years ago. It's really strange. Yeah, they're really people you brought up through the academy, you've been through the academy aye, with. Aye. It'll be them kind of people. Aye, it's, you have to think, you move. You have Jack to, Colback's one of them. You know Jack Colback? Yeah. Yeah, he's mates with a lad that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they went through the academy together. So yeah. you built that trust over a long time. Yeah, you? yeah. Because a lot of teams aren't together, for, especially League One, League Two, you can get an entire team broken apart yeah, after a season. You ain't going to be together that long. Mate Mil- me mate Millsy, he's got a box at Barnsley. Mm. They lose so many players every year. When they have a good season, they lose... I've seen them... Fuck, I'm like, they've lost eight players and the manager every season. Every time they have a good season, the turnover of players is so high. Like, there's no... There's not actual relationships getting built, is there? And that's why I come really good friends with players. Yeah. Like the players that you help become... Yeah. Like, you, like your clients, you become yeah. really good friends because yeah. you're like, do you know what? I'm going to talk about... I'm not going to be this person who's like sucking up to you. Yeah, put, I'm not yeah, going to put you on a pedestal. I'm not going to suck up to you. Yeah. I'm going to tell you how it is, but I'm not. I'm not this perfect person who's got all my shit sorted. Yes, I'm not. I mean, I'm going to talk to you about it. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you about it. Yeah, one, it's going to make you feel better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you're not the only one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to make you feel better about yourself. And then what happens is, as the more vulnerability that the more vulnerable that I am, the more vulnerability I get back. And then. Yeah, so vulnerability yeah. meets vulnerability. How do yeah. you be vulnerable? You can't. That's why a lot of the time, therapists and counselors, they're not allowed to talk about their shit. They're not allowed to talk about themselves. Yeah. They have to. You know what's mad, mate? I'm, now that you've said that, when I was struggling so much, when I was rock bottom, 
I'm a bipolar. I was fucking super low back in the day. I'd go and see Shrink, which took a lot of effort, but a lot of effort. I couldn't get out of fucking bed. Leslie would have to drag me. Mm. If you don't go here, I'm fucking leaving you. <laughs> All that kind of shit, right? And I'd go and I'd look across the table. They'd ask me a question. I'd be like, nah, mm. I'm out. Because I could see that they didn't get it. But if they'd have said, I get it, I might have. Do you know what I mean? They're into me straight away. Like, oh, have you kept a mood diary? Fuck off, man. Honestly, I was such a dick back then because I'd just look at someone and be like, you don't get it. As soon as I met someone that got it, who just so happened to be a mad cunt on the other side of the world, yeah. I was like, I'm in. As soon as, Gar- as soon as I've seen a Garrett J. White video, I'm like, this guy speaks my language. Of course, I'll give him 10 grand in a three-minute three conversation. Of course, I'll fly to Laguna Beach and have a fight with a man I've never met on the beach. It's mad that, but I understood it because he got it. And I think that's actually how I've, how people ended up gravitating towards me because I told my truth. And people are like, oh, shit, I need to hear that. That's what I like, huh? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm going to share what's going on for me. It's a strange thing that, isn't it? Like we think we have to be perfect. Yeah, we just say, I always say, listen, you're fucked up, you're fucked up, you're fucked up, you're fucked up, I'm fucked up. A lot of, we're all fucked. Yeah. Some of us are just willing to admit it. Yeah. Like, yeah no one's yeah, got yeah. their yeah, shit we, sorted. We, do, a, we <laughs> do an event here where we share, it's like at the end of a 90 day program where everyone shares yeah. that letdowns, the disappointed, what promises are the broken. And as you're going through, you can feel the energy drop in the room. And I'm like, see, you're all as fucking shit as each other. Because yeah. you just think you're shit. Mm. You, oh, I'm so shit. I'm so this. And then you're actually, fucking hell, he's shit as well. And that's what I was saying about when I meet these, when I've met these people, I'm like, oh, he's just in. Normal guy. I mean, Tyson Fury comes in in a fucking transit van. Mm. Everyone knows this shit. Oh, I've just came from the tip. I go to the tip five times a week. Yeah, yeah. Gets his phone out to take a selfie. It's fucking smashed as yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, this guy's just got paid 100 million quid for fighting De- Deontay Wilder. And he's just normal guy. Do you know what I mean? Like knowing who you are. Aye. Authenticity is a big one in football. Like, there's so many that you said that I want to pick up on. Yeah. The last bit you said about, like, knowing... Uh, someone doesn't get you. And that's the problem with football clubs. So they all have to have, like in academy, you have to have a psychologist and you have psychologists in football clubs. Yeah. Theory-based, been through uni. Never kicked the ball. Never played football. Yeah. And then you're expected Never to been to in an academy. Never been criticised. And you're expected <laughs> to go to a psychologist that has never mm, played football, doesn't get it. Yeah, and that's what happened to me, mate. Never been in the game and you're, you're like... You're just reading out of a fucking book. Do you know what I mean? Like you, theory you're, you're all theory, ex- yeah. No experience, yeah. no experience of going through this shit. Yeah, young mate, it's so bang on. I remember going to see Ron Shrink. It was only around the corner. It was when I was, I wasn't even low at this point. It was for like a review or something. And she was like, "You're manic now, aren't you?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "No." She's like, "You're manic now." I was like, "No, this is me. This is my energy." You know what I mean? She's like, "No, you're manic." I was, and I went, "Fuck off!" And I just left. And I never, I never. That was the break. That was where it broke me. I was like. I'm wasting my fucking time in this system. Like, mm. like she just didn't, you're manic, you're manic. I was like, I'm not manic. I, it, it, it's not even a thing. I'm just a high energy guy. Like, it's so, it, and it just did me fucking head in. I was like, you, you don't get this. And then when I, and then I just stopped paying more attention to people that spoke my language. I'd never heard anyone say, talk about my problems in the way that this guy did. Using the language, saying the things that I, I actually thought that I only had, the, it was only me that had those thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you realise... Oh, actually, um, it's not just me. Yeah, yeah. He's weird as fuck as well. I'm joking, but yeah. Same in football. That's why I did the podcast. I'm like, right, why don't you come on and speak about it? So Mm -hmm. I'm going to take you through a journey. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to be the inspiration to other people. Yes. You're going to help others. It's the, you're right, a lot of players, you're in the Toomey stage. Yep. And then they're going to 
let's make things happen for you mm. and then let's go how can things happen through you mm -hmm. how can you make this happen through you so like come on the podcast mm -hmm. talk about and as you talk about on the podcast you'll realize oh my god i know all this stuff's gonna start coming out you'll be like where the, where the fuck did that come from yeah, <laughs> yeah. then you're gonna come on an academy call yeah and then you're gonna be an inspiration to others and they're gonna ask you questions and then you're gonna start being like, actually i do i do know my stuff you've been through you're taking them on you a journey. You feel like you're having an impact. So you're, you've got to make an experience where if experience isn't sitting. If you say take a footballer, one of their biggest fears is the fear of judgment. Yeah. Fear of judgment. So what you want to do is now take them into an office <laughs> and sit with someone who's got a clipboard. Yeah. Like, How does that make you feel? And then mm. not say, not say anything. Yeah. Like, why people come to me is because I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I swear a lot, and I'll swear. I love the way you say "cunt." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'll swear a lot. I'll yeah. be. I, I think it's taken a lot of time and a lot of learning about authenticity. People talk about authenticity a lot. It's just showing up, wherever you are, being the same you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like my thing with authenticity is just it's just not covering up your imperfections and your insecurities, like because that's that's what I just don't be inauthentic. <laughs> And if inauthentic just means you're covering up your insecurities, you're covering up your perceived imperfections. And when you have to do that, that's acting. You're just acting. That's what happens in football. Yeah, you're hiding. It's it's a lot of mask wearing. It's a lot yeah. of acting. It's the alpha males. You're young lads. They're young lads. That's what people forget. They're young lads and they're trying to find their way in the world. Still trying to figure out who the fuck they are. Yeah, and then you, you, you still want to be a part of the group. You want to be liked by everyone. Mm -hmm. You want to be liked. Mm -hmm. Like when you get older, that's why people were older come to me. They're like, I'll stop giving a fuck. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just stop giving a fuck about people liking me. I'm just going to, yeah. they become more authentic mm. because they've dropped that. Need to be liked. Another experience. Like, Tell you what I love. Footballer. Grealish is a fucking G. Yeah. Mate. That is authentic. He's authentic. And, but what he's got now is some people love it and some people are here. No, oh, what a terrible example. But he won't go. <laughs> he's fucking, <laughs> nah. Nah. He, he will, he is unapologetically himself yeah and it doesn't matter if you hear in an interview yeah if you see him out yeah. he is himself yeah. he's not willing to be he's not changing yeah. and that's what you see with players yeah. they will change due to their i tell you what i love declan rice players. as well i think yeah, really, these players yeah. these because they're all about the same age they're probably starting to break this thing I hope so yeah me too declan rice is awesome like when he get in when he gets interviewed i fucking love it yeah like because he always just says he's just a he's just like a Normal fucking lad. Harland. Loving. Uh, Harland's great, aye. Really good. He just wants to learn and be the best he can be. Like, I saw a clip of him the other day asking for feedback. Like, asking Thierry Henry. Really? Like, if, what would you do differently? No, really? <laughs> if you was me and then, yeah, yeah. Like, I Did you see that one where Grealish was saying to Thierry Henry, do you think you could beat Kyle Walker? No. When, in your peak, do you think you could beat Kyle Walker? I was there, he said, can I ask you a question, Thierry? He said, do you think you could beat him? <laughs> and he was going, of course I could. <laughs> he was like, of course I could. Yeah. And Kyle Walker, I was going, no. Nah. I think, and I love that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you get that, it's so refreshing. And that's what I get people to do. I'm like, yeah. not everyone's going to give like them a bit you. of a platform to do that. Yeah. yeah. And then, and it's like, safe as well, what you're doing, isn't it? It's not like, fucking hell, let's get you exposed on Sky Sports News. This is fucking... <laughs> <laughs> We've done that. I, oh, I've, I've done that. I, I think I tagged you in something the other day about a great person by your interview. Is did, yeah. Simon. I, I've, yeah, I've done I've done that. Like, for, I always talk about people with their problems. And they're yeah. like, I say, listen, this, this problem, you can let it have power over you. Yeah. Or you can empower it. 
yeah. that's up to you. Yeah. Like, let's empower that problem. Yeah. An example, and this is one of the... His story's amazing. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. His wife died when, when like, she got... They had a young kid, and um, she'd, uh, she got diagnosed with, like, brain cancer Sometimes. or something. Yeah. She died within about two weeks. So he's left with a young kid, mm-hmm. wife, and he wasn't even, hadn't even been married that long. Died really quickly, and then he had a fucking meltdown on Monday night. He was the guest on Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. Had a meltdown, had a panic attack, and it didn't work for like five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now he's got, story. now he's got Jeff's job. He's the he's a new fucking Jeff Stelling, isn't he? He's good at it as well. So uh, yeah. un- unbelievable, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's been booze free. He's, he's like two weeks behind me, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's his story's inspirational. Yeah, so many people got stories. I'm like, look, make that work for you, not against you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Elliot Lee come on the, I got him to come on the podcast. Yeah. So when he said to me, he's like, he was playing golf, and he's like, Rob, I got something to tell you. I've got like intrusive. I have these intrusive thoughts, and like, literally the only people I know are like one, two, three, and you. Yeah. Like amazing. In twelve weeks, you're gonna come talk about that on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna tell everyone. Was that the start of your? You started your coaching with them, like yeah, yeah. So I do stupid shit with them at the start. Yeah. So I, I won't just. I like to make it an experience. Like we meet up and then I'll play golf. Yeah, a lot yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'll I'll put the stuff in a practical sense so it makes sense. So mm-hmm. Like the attention channels training. Mm-hmm. So they'll be on the tee, ready to tee off, mm-hmm. and then I I call their name and then I just start launching golf balls at them. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> They're catching one that's coming at them. They're dodging one. I'm like, right, first of all, did you, when I was throwing in golf balls at you, you just caught one, you dodged that one. Did you think about it? Did you think about what way that golf ball was coming? Mm-hmm. How, what fast it was going on? No, right, that's flow state. Mm-hmm. That's flow state. You was completely immersed in it. Yep. You didn't think, you did it on automation. Yep. First lesson, flow state. <laughs> Next lesson, attention channels, yep. right? When them balls were coming at you, right, they were coming at, so it's external, Mm-hmm. And it's narrow. Mm-hmm. That's flow state. Mm-hmm. External narrow. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have like the, then they're gonna go and take an next shot. I'm like, right, that's the, that's your first lesson. They're gonna take the next shot. What are you focusing on now? They're like, what are you looking at? As you're looking up, well, I'm looking at the trees. I'm looking at. I'm thinking about the wind. I'm like, cool. That's ex- that's external broad. Mm-hmm. So now you're switching channels, and then you're looking at the golf ball. You're going from exter- this ex- this channel to this channel. Now what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So as it comes through, you're putting it into a a practical experience because yeah. if you just theory it, mm-hmm. it's hard to make sense of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so when totally players is. lose form, yeah. and then you go right, golf's a really good one because you can see that, like, like expectations. There's nothing really good about golf. Oh, it is shite. One of the best games Shh, in the world. Nah, one of nah. the best games in the world. Ruins a good walk. Oh, it, it enhances <laughs> a good walk. Nah, because you get to me. hit a ball away. Too around. many rules. Too much you bullshit. Don't play, you don't play with the rules. Can't take your phone in the... Th- yeah, that's ah, what we call... You call them golf cunts. I got... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said you call them golf cunts. Yeah, they're like... You fucking In front, cunt. you're like, oh, they're fucking golf cunts. Really? Yeah, they're lining up this. They're, they're waiting for each player to take a shot. Just fucking hit the shot. Like, yeah, just take yeah, yeah, Golf cunts. Yeah, and they're yeah. not letting you... Part, they're not letting you through. They're like, oh, golf in etiquette. <laughs> oh, but golf talk... I've seen so many things that you can see about players yeah. just by playing golf. Cause really? Yeah, the, the, first of all, the expectation is yeah. they're going to be go round in par. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to go round and they're going to get a par on yeah, each other. Because they're good at football. Yeah, but that's the should be good at golf. And they fall, so, like, for example, really, you're in a handicap 18, you're one over, yeah? A lot of footballers play golf, innit, in their yeah. spare time. Spare time. I'm sure some of them young guys at Sunderland, Roberts and Clark, and that play a lot of golf. Spare, spare time. Yeah. yeah. Spare time. You can chill. 
you can relax. Not, but most, as I said, you see players. I've been with a player, and he started smashing the bin up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, we know your problem. <laughs> <laughs> like hitting the golf club. Like I've been with people, like coaches, and they're launching the golf clubs into trees. I'm like, when the shit hits the fan. And you to, react like that. You've reacted to you've reacted to anger, and you, you and then it's like I'm fucking walking off the golf course. I'm not mm-hmm. dealing with this shit anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't reset. Mm-hmm. You have to. That's gone. Next hole. Yeah. It's like football. Yeah. You've made a mistake. If you if you're doing that in golf, mm-hmm. in a friendly knock <laughs> a friendly knockabout, <laughs> how are you going to react to that on the pitch? Mm-hmm. What's that going to be like? Thirty thousand fucking fans giving you shit for what you just did. Yeah, your head's yeah. going to fall off. Yeah. So let's let's start training. So you can see so much, and then I'll change their expectations. So I'll be mm-hmm. like, right, instead of playing this, it's a par three, mm-hmm. and you're expecting to hit it in three, and you're hitting to hit a par four in four. Let's change your expectations. Make that par three or four. Like the poor par four or five, yeah. five and a six. Yeah. So then what happens is because they've changed their expectation, mm-hmm. if they miss hit a shot, their head mm-hmm. don't fall off. Because they've got one in the tank. Yeah, because they're like, well, I don't have to smash it onto the green. I don't yeah. have to smash it 300 yards. Yeah. If I hit it 150 yards, mm-hmm. I've got an extra shot. Mm-hmm. And then it automatically, they go around in the best, the best, one of the best games they've ever had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because they've shifted their expectations. Yeah. So what you're doing is like, if they play golf, there's so many lessons that you can yeah, practical yeah, no. lessons, and I can teach all these lessons mm-hmm. in a way set. that's easier to understand. In a way that's that's why I love to draw yeah. things. You'll notice that I, I draw I a lot of things. I draw on things because people. That's how. That's how I like to learn, same. and I think it makes things under. And actually, I can remember it if I draw it. I'll, I think that people remember what it looks like, what the layout is. Because if it's a lot of words, a lot of words coming out of my mouth, it's harder to remember. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's harder. I think that I think often like some of the beliefs that we have are just shit that that shit that we've remembered. It's easier to remember. I yeah. do exactly the same thing. I draw everything out. I was in, <laughs> I had a meeting with this this bloke wanted to meet. He was a professional sport. He's got two thousand staff, mm-hmm. and we ended up in a meeting the other day. And I'm in his in his office, mm-hmm. potentially me doing some trainings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, next thing you know. <laughs> He's sitting down. We've gone for a meeting. I'm up on the whiteboard, oh. <laughs> drawing like <laughs> drawing things out. Miss, like you don't mind if like he's sitting down, like, I see the company, and I'm fucking up straight on. Mate, that happens in my meetings every so often. Yeah. Ca- Callum, who was at the bar, you know Callum. Yeah. Callum will get up sometime. We'll be in a meeting. He'll just get up and start drawing on my whiteboard. I'm like, mate, do you want the microphone as well? <laughs> <laughs> it's smart. But that 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 model thing really works for some people. In fact, Alex Ormosi, who you mentioned before. His books are full of those drones. Russell Brunson, same. Because people fucking can... I think people can get that. And I think people... Also, a lot of people can learn really well like that instead of trying to... Like some people do better with audio books. Some people do better with normal books. And footballers, if you take footballers, they learn kinesthetically. Yes. They learn by touch. Yes. They learn by doing. That's why yeah. taking them onto a golf course or yeah. having a practical experience, they get it more. Yeah. Like They'll always go, what are you going to do after training? What are you going to do after... Oh, I'll be a... I always say I'm going to be a trainer or a coach. Yeah. I'm going to be... We said, Tommy, yeah. Tommy, Tommy Hoburn followed you the other day. So, yeah. story about him, I retired him at 27. So, he comes to me, trying to get the edge on his performance. Mm-hmm. One of Luke's really... Centre-back. 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 And then, My knowledge of football is really weird. <laughs> Isn't it yeah. really weird? You sometimes think, how the fuck do you know that? Yeah, like, so these yeah. random players. <laughs> and he comes to me presenting one problem. That, that wasn't Who do, problem. do you play for Watford? Play for Watford, yeah. uh, Blackburn, yeah. Aberdeen. Loads of injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you present a problem, and then the problem wasn't a problem. And he said to me, "So as you go, you obviously listened. As you've done it for so many years, mm-hmm. you, you can see, like, you can hear someone. You're like, I know what your problem is. 
Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like that's it's really simple. Yes. And he'd be like, talk about investments, talking about this and that. And then as he was going through, it's like doing all this stuff. Do you know what it's made me realise? I need to retire. I need to retire from football. Really? Like, cool, yeah. So I'm going to be a personal trainer. I'm like, Tommy, you're not a fucking personal trainer. <laughs> You'd be miserable. You're a financial advisor. You're a financial advisor. You talked about, all you've talked about is how your dad made you invest at a young age, mm-hmm. how you've got this, this and this and this and all the, all these clues. Mm-hmm. Now he's in a financial advisor for footballers. Oh, okay. He sure. still plays, so 27 years old. Yeah. But had all these injuries. Yeah. You can see all these you can see the yeah, problems. Yeah. Like you see it, you've yeah. seen it, you hear it upstairs. Yeah, it's really, yeah. This is why I love coming to the. But well, sometimes I laugh. Sometimes I laugh. I'm like, oh, I get this one. You're just looking for permission, aren't you? Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? You're just looking for me to say that's okay, aren't you? It's my favourite day because I'm yeah. going, I'm listening to what you say, and I'm, yeah. I'm then going, what would I say? Because yeah. like, <laughs> you can hear it. You're yeah. like, I know what you need to do. Yeah, I know. What you, need like to do. When, you know, sometimes I always say this: like a lot of people don't have a business problem; they have like a them problem. I'm like, you know exactly what to fucking do, mate. Do you know what I mean? You just can't, there's some, there's something, there's some limiting belief, there's some fucking blockage that you have about why you can't do it. Yeah, and I'm do you know saying, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hence why I come to you. Mine's yeah. a business thing. It'd be like, you get over, overwhelmed, you overthink things and you're like, you just, like I can see, I'm, I'm great at seeing other people's, but I need someone mm. to yeah, 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 look yeah. at it from a different lens. Yeah, that's I'm exactly, people it. People think I'm mental for having a business coach. Like you paid him what for one day? Mm. I paid him 15 grand for a day. I've said because he can, when you're not in the thing, mm. I can't see the blind spots in my oh, business because I, I live in it. Do you know what I mean? I, and by the way, when you have a business, if you're doing really well, you actually do live it. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, it's not, you know when people say, oh, do you switch off? I'm like, no, not really. I do, I love going to football. I love fucking watching football. I love talking about football. I love training jujitsu when I'm not fucking injured. But ultimately, there's a lot of thought about business all the time, but I can't see the blind spots. Someone that, that's not in that it. problem? It's not. It's not a problem. If you love it. Oh, I it's, love it. I value it highly. It's fun. You know, we get asked a lot of the time, me and Leslie, oh, do you like leave business at like at the office? I'm like, no, we both really love what we do. Why would we, why would we force ourselves to stop talking about something that we love doing? It's really weird. It's like, so you, fun. You, it's weird. You talk about, I find it, you know when people talk about what do you value? I'm like, the things that you naturally talk about and get, you start talking faster when you talk about them. You'll see me with football all the time, a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Someone tells me where they live. I'm like, oh, you support them, do you? They're like, no, I don't even like football. I'm like, oh, you should. You want someone, oh, do you live in Shrewsbury? Yeah. Someone be, I live in Shrewsbury. I'm like, oh, there's, there's two ex Sunderland players at Shrewsbury. Winchester and fucking Flanagan both play for Shrewsbury. And they're like, Paul, I've got no interest. It's so weird. But it, what you talk about often with passion, that'll demonstrate what you value. Do you know what I mean? It's like. And you can see it stick out like a sore thumb. Oh, it's, sometimes I'm like, am I boring everyone else here? Like, <laughs> people think it's a problem because. People nine to five, they hate their jobs. Yeah. So they want. So they want to switch off. They want to switch off from yeah. there. I don't want to. I love talking about. That's yeah. my element of fun. I get it gives me so many opportunities. I get to go to Rome for a, a wedding. Yeah. I get to go and speak at football clubs. I get to be around. <laughs> the first thing I thought was, did you go? Have you been to Roma match yet? Have you been? Have you yeah, been? Yeah, it's it's fucking unreal, fuck. mate. It's I, unreal. I, I scared the fuck out. The fans there are better mad. than the team. Yeah, mad. <laughs> it's I was throwing. I was there, and they were throwing. It was against Juventus, and I was oh like, shit, what a game! Close to the Juventus fans, yeah. And they're throwing. I was like, "Is there any?" First of all, I didn't have a seat. I was like, "Someone's in my seat." Oh, I'm not seeing everyone's anything. in. Just go in the aisles. And oh, you're you in like, the standing bit. Yeah. Where's the um? Where's the? Is this like? This is like ridiculous. Where's the stewards? Yeah. Oh, 
We're not getting and they realise what's coming up. Yeah, it's smart, it's smart, it's smart. <laughs> They're throwing flashbangs into the Roma ring, it's the Juventus fans. I'm oh, like, shit. I'm like, is it no one? And it just, the whole thing cleared. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, we're going to die. Shit. <laughs> shit. We could potentially die. Yeah, when you go to an English football match to, uh, like, that Roma football match, that was an experience. And I, well, get to, I get to go to so many football games. It's fast. I don't, like, I used to support Man United. I say I used to support. I used to, everyone's like, who do you support? I'm like, well, I thought it was Sunderland. weird that he supported Man United. I said, <laughs> he's more Man United. Dad, my dad. When oh, I, really? When I first like, started liking football, he liked Man United because of George Best. Ah, uh, okay. As soon as he said, who do you support? Because all my friends supported Arsenal, but I supported Arsenal. Well, that's what I always thought he supported Arsenal. And then he picked me up. So he picked me up, put me over the wheelie bin. Yeah. Opened, told me one leg. No! Oh, God. Yeah, and he was like, I'm going to ask you again. <laughs> who do you support? Yeah. Man United, Dad, I support Man no, United. Oh, that's mental. And then obviously I supported Man United from there. And yeah. then now I've been in football, I support the players that I help. Yeah, take, yeah, like, yeah. Jen's like, how many how many teams do you support? Like on Saturday when live score's coming on, I'm like, can you check the results? Can you check? Yeah. yeah. Wrexham. <laughs> Bolton. Wickham. Yeah. Wimbledon. Uh, Portsmouth. Wimbledon. Yeah. <laughs> Sunderland. Man United. <laughs> Sunderland. <laughs> Sometimes Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. I can't do Arsenal. Rob, tell me <laughs> tell me about this then. How do people find out more about what you do? So at Elite Inner Performance mm -hmm. and at, On Instagram. On Instagram. Yep. Um in a game academy. Mm -hmm. If you're if if you're a parent and you've got a young lad who needs help, yeah. Our aim isn't just to give them the skills in football. Mm -hmm. But in life too, so we have different I mean, that's courses. part of why I wanted parents, you on. Parent, we've got courses for parents. We've oh, got shit. Courses for parents. How not to be one of those football parents? Yeah. Is that what's in there? Car journey home. Yeah. How oh, to shit. Your kids. So we've got. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Because they don't realize they're the problem. Yeah. They're one of the biggest problems. Yeah. So we're yeah. the ones. They're usually the ones putting the most pressure on. I've had that with my kids before. That's why mm. Max, that's why Max is 12 and he's only just getting into football. Mm. When he's four or five, I'd be like. You're going to football, son. I don't care if you don't like it. You're going. I love football, so you have to love football. And then by seven, he's like, Dad, I'm never playing football again. And I'm never going to a match. And he's just started playing now. And he's like, Dad, I wish I'd... Behind. Eh? Same as Callum. Really? Callum, yeah. he did Because all the kids, they're not into... They don't play football as much anymore. No. A lot of them don't play football. It's in Fortnite. There's no just playing on the street. No. It's just like you're either in a club. You either go to official training or mm. you don't. Yeah. yeah. You, don't play, you don't play on the street. Nah. It's Fortnite. It's all, it's all... They're all connecting by... Xbox, PlayStation, mm -hmm. and then later on, now he loves football. Yeah. He loves football. It's mad, isn't it? Now he wants to go to Sunderland games. He's like, where's the game you want to go to? He's like, Sunderland. By far the greatest <laughs> team the world's ever seen. I love it. He was like, Jen said to him the other day, what game do you want to go to? You got What, what game do you want to go to? He's like, yeah. I want to go to Sunderland, and then I want to go to Wrexham, and then I want to go to... Everton last. No, he don't want to go to Everton. <gasps> <laughs> Wait, I'm not surprised, the fucking garbage. Uh, I can't believe it. Week, I like, can't why, believe why it. Why do you make me support Everton? Mate, why do you make me support I watched club? the game at the weekend. We're talking about stuff that no one else is interested in. That game at the weekend, they were terrible. And they're not even signing anyone. They can't. Nah, it's mad. No. Some investors just pulled out as well. They fucked. Yeah, Should we start a football podcast? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, on, I'm looking for new we'll ones. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to Inner Game Academy. Inner Game Academy, Elite Inner Performance. Yeah. I've got audio books. So the audio books is probably the best one. Yeah. Young footballers, www.confidenceinfootball.com. Go yeah. and listen to that. That's me and Luke yeah. talking about the biggest problems in football. Yeah, nice. Go and get that. We've got a podcast, mm -hmm. Inner Game Academy podcast, mm -hmm. Footballers Mindset podcast. Oh, nice. We've got, yeah, we've got a lot of free resources. Just... Because we just want, at the end of the day, we want to help people. Yeah. 
that's our aim. See. Have the bigger impact. I love it. One more question. What should I ask you that I didn't ask? <laughs> Someone asked me that once. I was like, fuck. What should I have asked you that I didn't ask? Because we covered a lot of ground there about a lot of, we had a lot of places to go. Yeah. What did you, what did you ask me? Oh. <laughs> that's, a big deep, that's a deep question that it's takes a, a, lot of, a lot of thinking. Yeah. Not something you can answer on the spot. I love it. That's I exactly was, what I said when I got asked that question. <laughs> you bastard. Because you want to come up with a, a sh- it would just be a something, shit one. Yeah. Amazing. I'd amazing. rather not do a shit one. I'd rather do deep, like a proper deep question. Yeah. <laughs> that Rob's laughing because I just fell out my seat. <laughs> Rob Blackburn, thank you so much, my man. It has been unbelievable.